Welcome back to another Nerds Order music interview. Today, our guest is Johnny Grimes. What is up, my friend? Uh, what's up, bro? How are you doing today? That's drinking and chilling. All right, let's get started then. So, how did you get into music? Where did that all start? Uh, probably when I was around 12. I heard Illmatic and I didn't look back. You know I mean, yeah. Nas is Illmatic. That pretty much set the stage of the Wu Tang and then. Yes, I love Wu Tang. Pretty much what happened. Then I heard Ghostface and I was done. That was it. That's all I wanted to do. So what was it like making your very first song? Oh, man, it was shitty. It was the shittiest song I made. Like, seriously, that shit didn't rhyme or not. I was like 12. I, I, it was about food, I think. I mean, hey, we all got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. All right. So, um... How did it, like, lift off? And, like, how did everything, like, come together later down the road? Um, battling. Started out battling. So, mm -hmm. like, uh, around Pittsburgh, I battled a bunch of people. I ended up winning rims, like, for a car one time in a battle. And after I did that, it was, like, for the radio station, Whamma. My name got out there. And then there was a place called the Shadow Lines. I used to go there all the time with battle at East Liberty. And then more and more people. Like, if you rap back, back like, this is, like, 03, 04. If you did anything in rap music back then, you was at the Shadow Lounge. Whether you were Mac Miller, Wiz, Boaz, S Money, all these dudes back then, they were doing really good shit. They're at the Shadow Lounge. Right, right. So when did they, when did everything like lift off? Um, I want to say, I want to say I dropped something called Brown Liquor Classics, and that that did real well. And then uh, I got with Brutal Business, and I dropped um, God Save the King, and that did really well. So probably, probably around between um, Brown Liquor Classics and uh, God Save the King. Nice. Tell me a bit about God Save the King. So I actually just recently listened to that one today. I loved it. Uh, the album or the song? The whole album. Um, honestly, that was I was bored. Like, I was actually done with music for a while, and um, I was talking to my boy Demo, you know what I mean, that's on a label, and I would just go there and just record, like, songs here and there, like, just, you know, I was bored, I was just recording them, and uh, Demo was like, look, I'm, if you're not doing anything with these, I'm just going to send them to my label, dude, because these are dope. I was like, all right, man, see what it's going to do, and then I ended up messing with them, and I put the song together, and we, me and uh, Demo put everything together, and we dropped uh, God Save the King. Without, without Demo... I honestly wouldn't be doing this right now. No. Like, I was done by the time, like, that came out. Uh, like, well, before that came out, I was just messing around. I mean, hey, sometimes the best things come from just us from us just messing around and having a good time. Yeah. No, that's how I met That's how I met um, the owners of Brutal Business and DI. I was just doing this for fun and wanting to give back to music. And then those two picked me up, and I just started working with their groups. 
Honestly, music music got me out of suicide a bunch of times, and I wanted to give back to music, so I started this up. Oh, yeah, it got me out of that shit, too. Believe me. Fuck. Music is, like, the world's best therapist, I swear. Especially, like, no matter what genre, there's always something to really feel with music. Like, for me in metal, I hear the, the raw emotion that goes into it, hence why I resonate with it so well. And, like, with rap, I can do I do see the emotion with a lot of it. Well, not much from mumble rappers. It's hard to see that. But with, like, old school, people who keep it old school, I can definitely see where it's coming from. Newer rappers, man, they're just um, they're just for a paycheck. They're really not doing shit. Yeah. They all sound the same. Exactly. That's why I prefer underground over anything else, because there's a lot yeah. more feeling in underground. All right, my next question is, well, what inspired the art for God Save the King? I like the, I like the album cover you guys did there. Um, I wanted something to like pop, like when I put it out there, because I didn't start God Save the King until I recorded the first song, which was God Save the King. So like, I did God Save the King. The only reason I named the album after God Save the King, because that first track when I recorded it, it, it hit hard. People was like, oh shit, this is dope. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to build a whole album off of that one track. So I wanted, I wanted, I wanted the artwork to go along with the album. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it too. I love that. I've had that. I was actually thinking of that today. I'm like, I should really ask about this because I can definitely see like the symbolism with it. Right, my next question is about the new single that was just released. I think I think it was called "Get Money," right? If my memory serves me correctly. Um, there's "Get Money" and then there's uh, "Short Court." Uh, well, let's get into "Get Money" first. I want to know the meaning behind that one. Honestly, Get Money is literally a song about selling drugs. I see. And the other one you mentioned to me, what was the meaning behind that one? Sean Corey is basically, um, Sean Corey, is, that's Jay-Z's name. Sean Corey, I mean, yeah. that's Jay-Z. I mean, and um, to me, the greatest album ever made was Jay-Z's Blueprint. His first Blueprint. If you're going to make a rap album, build a, that's why the shit's called Blueprint. Build the shit off of that. Yeah. So anytime I make an album, I think of a blueprint. Like, what can I do to make it complete like that? So when I did a track, I was thinking about, like, you know what I mean? I was listening to Blueprint. He was calling himself Sean Corey in it. Like, that's what he was, like, cocky Jay-Z. Not weird Jay-Z now. Like, 2001, cool Jay-Z. So, like, he was, like, real cocky. He kept calling himself Sean Corey and, you know what I mean, all that shit. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this track. I'm calling Sean Corey. And I was like, I'm going to put a whole bunch of rhyme scheme that's like him. Like, if you don't know Jay-Z, you're not going to catch it. But if you do listen to Jay, you'll, you'll catch the rhyme scheme. Yeah. I have a friend who's obsessed with Jay-Z. I sent over to him. He goes, dude, you got to see all this. I'm like, okay. Because I'm more of a metalhead. I didn't get more into rap until rather recently. Well, thanks to Brutal Business. So I'm still trying to explore that a bit. But he caught on to it extremely fast. He was like, I want to interview him. I'm like, buddy, I'm taking care of this. Honestly, if you're going to listen to any Jay-Z album, I would tell you to go to Reasonable Doubt, his first one. Every track's dope. Blueprint. Blueprint 2. The Black Album. And then American Gangster. You listen to those five, that, like what I just named right there? Shit's dope. Every, like All of his albums go, but those are my favorite ones he ever did. You know I'll right? give them a listen probably tonight because I don't sleep. <laughs> oh, barely sleep. Yeah, lovely insomnia. All right, move, moving on. I don't sleep either. Oh, I hate it. It's so frustrating. 
Yeah, the next question is, who would you like to collaborate with? Like, whether it be in state, well, on stage, in studio, making an album. And you, you have more than one choice. Go nuts. All right, so or am I talking about, like, big name people or just, like, local? Any. Big name, small, doesn't matter. Um, big names probably be Nas, Ghostface, and uh, I want to say Vinny Paz. Those three. All right. Jay-Z, I could, I, a little bit too gully for Jay-Z. Like, our music wouldn't match. Oh, and anyone from Griselda Records. Benny the Butcher, all them cats. I'd I, I like to work with them. Locally, um, I already got a track on a new album with um, my man, JJ. Uh, he's he's on the label. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably going to do more music with him. Um. You know what? I did a I did a track on uh he's not on label anymore, but I did a track with my man Ghost and I uh, on his shit. And that, that shit sounded pretty dope. So I'd probably I would like to do some more shit with him, like you know what I mean. Uh demo. Honestly, demo, but like with demo, man, you 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 really gotta go in because he's like uh his shit's like real like I don't think they noticed it, but his rhyme scheme is like real complex. He's at, he's dope as hell. It's just that, like, you know what I mean? He's so complex sometimes that, like, I don't think people understand how. He's kind of like Rizzo from Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? Now, right. mad complex, and sometimes people don't get it. It's yeah. pretty much that. Wu-Tang is great. I That is one of the few, when it comes to rap that I do like before I ever got into more of it. Like, when I was growing up, I did listen to Wu-Tang. I listened to Razel. That's an old That's an old name. Ah, uh, hell yeah. Come on, Razel. Forever. Beatbox. The Human Beatbox. Yeah. He has some really good stuff. He has some really good stuff. I still remember when he did that when he did that Tooks commercial when I was a kid. I still remember that. And then um, yeah, Eminem was good too. He's still good to this day. Who? Eminem. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I like his first three albums. Honestly, Definitely. he went downhill after first three. The older stuff is a lot better, personally. I I liked his first I, I liked his first three, and I liked his um one before he got signed, which was infinite. Yeah. But um after like the Eminem show, it just it started sounding kind of generic to me after a while. Yeah, it did kind of go downhill a little bit. He's getting better now, like what you know what I mean, what yeah. he got right now. But um, his last couple albums, but for a while it was just it was kind of rocky. Definitely, I saw that a lot with some of the new stuff, but he is getting better. I'm happy to see that too. All right. Let's see. My next question is, um, sorry, I'm trying to think right now because, like, I have stuff written down and I already went through that. <laughs> but, you know, um, let's see. Oh, what is the best piece of advice you ever got when starting music? Best piece of advice? Um, honestly, I don't really think I got any advice with music. I kind of just ran with it. Hmm. I see. Well, what advice would you give people who want to start getting into rap? Um, advice if you get into rap. Let's think. Don't throw up a brick. Like if you're if you're gonna if look if you're gonna make a track, don't half-ass that shit. Because you never know who's listening to that shit. So like if you half-ass it, the one guy that's supposed to listen to it to get you signed just heard you half-ass a track. Go 120%. And another thing, when you're on a feature with someone, advice, because I, I do this myself. If I feature, I try to feature, what I feature with a person, I try to headhunt the shit out of them. 
Like, seriously, if you're on a feature, you want your verse to be the best verse. Chop his fucking head off on that track. That, like, seriously, if you don't, what's the point of being a feature? Eminem been doing it for years. <laughs> like, just go go on a feature and then go ham. That should be your best verse. Your best verses should be on features. Nice. That's probably actually really a, good, a really good way to put it. Because you're you, you trying to sell yourself when you're doing that, and you want to get it just right. Yeah. I definitely can get that. That is that's really good, actually. I'll, I'll keep that in mind if I ever start music, because I've been thinking about starting a little group myself with my buddies. All right, my next question is, what is next for, well, you? What's, like, any new releases, anything to be pre prepared for? Yeah, um, May 7th, I'm dropping Chocolate Dynasty. Ooh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's like 10 tracks. It's pretty dope. Oh, tell me a little bit about this one. Well, I got uh, the track you asked me, Get Money, Sean Corey. Got got a bunch of shit on there. Honestly, man, this album that I, you know, I mean, Chocolate Dynasty is strictly for the spitters, man. If, if you're lyrically that good, they'll be on it. They'll listen to it because that's what we're doing. All right. I'll definitely check it out when it comes out. You got me excited now. Yeah, May 7th. I'll keep that written down. I always love getting into new music. Even though, I'll, even though I'm mainly a metalhead, I do love exploring new genres. After you listen to it on May 7th, interview me again. I want to hear what you think. Oh, definitely. Will do. I will definitely do that. Because I, I love working with groups I've worked with in the past. It's so much fun. It's a blast, honestly. Because like you get to see familiar faces again and just talk about the progress. And that is going to be a blast. Yeah. All right. That was fun. I wish I had more questions because these are usually like half an hour sometimes to an hour. And yeah, we got through everything actually pretty good. All right. Yeah, that wasn't bad questions. Yeah. I'm still new. So I'm trying to really get used to like getting more diverse with my questions and stuff like that. Well, uh, yeah. You'll, you'll get it, dude. Like, Thank you. That means a lot. Takes, it takes a while, bro. It, it does. I've only been doing this for like maybe three months around that. Yeah. It's since late January, and I've spoken with about, I think this might be my 50th. I have to double check. Yeah, the first group I ever... What's your favorite interview you did so far? Oh, it's really hard. Because um, there are so many bands. If anything, I would have to say, um, crap. I actually cannot think of this. Oh, Sunsinger from DI Records. I was working with the vocalist. This one's more of a funny one because I usually wear black. I usually wear like a death t-shirt, be more gothic for the metal scene. And I, I decided to wear red. I decided to wear like a bright color. And the one time I wore a bright color, I'm interviewing someone who's like all gothic. I'm like, fuck. Oh, so you're like, this dude's like Marilyn Manson in this motherfucker. You're looking Over, like yeah, Liberace she, and shit. Exactly. She's over here like gothic. I'm over here red. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And she, her and I were just laughing about it afterwards. You're looking like wrote, Magnum P.I. with the motherfucking flowered shirt on and shit. Essentially. Well, I was wearing a Bazinga shirt from um, uh, Big Bang Theory. And yeah. I was thinking to myself, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the one time I wore color. But it, it was pretty fun, though. She was super sweet. And my one of my favorite bands was actually the very first I worked with, Arrival of Autumn, a Canadian metalcore band. They gave the drummer gave me my very first video interview, and then I just worked with it from there. 
Then I worked with Sepsis from Pavement Entertainment. They told me, post what you do on our page. And I'm like, okay. And that's how I met um, Patrick and Dakota. Dakota found me on there. Like I, He goes, I own a label, work with me. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And then he introduced me to Patrick from Brutal Business. And now the rest is history. Oh, hold on real quick, all right? Yep, take your time. No, no problem, man. Hold on. Get all this shit here. Uh, all yes. right, see you later. Oh, I'm good. Oh, okay. All right, what's up, man? Yeah, I will admit, though, this does have its perks. Like, you meet some amazing people when doing this. I can say that with, like, a whole, with wholeheartedly. It's that, so much fun. That, like, honestly, think about it. You're meeting people. You might be meeting someone that's going to be a superstar within like three years. Exactly. Like there's one band I was working with. They're um they're they're from Brazil. They're called AXTY. They released some new stuff recently, and their songs are beautiful. So much emotion goes into it too. It's mostly like metalcore, and the lyrics are just like there. It out of this world stuff. That's what's up. Man. I'll send some stuff over later. The groups I've worked with. Yeah, so did I, bro. I'd like to listen. I like I like everything. So, yeah. Honestly, like I like I can listen to all types of music. I can go from like smooth jazz in the morning to orchestra to death metal. Like I can go all over the place in a day. If I'm going rock, if I'm going rock, it's usually seventies shit like Zeppelin. Yes. Yeah, I mean, oh, I love Pink Floyd shit like that. Definitely. Um. um <laughs> Bad Company, and then if I go 80s, it's the hair bands, like Ario Speedwagon, fucking all that shit, you know what I mean? Def Leppard. Oh, I love Def Leppard. Really and 90s, 90s is, yeah, usually Rage Against the Machine and Alice in Chains for me. Oh, such awesome shit. my shit. I love it. Music like that is just amazing. Oh, yeah. To me, music is life. It just really helps with the... It heals the soul, in a way. Which is why I love music. Yeah. Music has been my number one therapist for years. Like, the song that actually got me started with this was called Shattered. It's by the band Currents. I might actually work with them soon, and I'm going to be super excited. I might cry on camera when I work with them. Because their music is why I do this. They got me out of my attempt, and now I'm, like, doing this now. The music saved me. Like, the lyrics hit way too hard. But that's what I needed. At that moment, is what I needed. Hey, bro, it happens, man. Like, you know I mean? That shit, I've been there, bro. No shit. Yeah. Actually, I'll send that song over later. But it's so good. When I first heard those lyrics, I was in tears in a really bad place mentally. And I was so close to ending, ending it all. And that song, I was like, you no, know, I listened to one more song before I go out. I let my phone decide, going through random. That song popped up. I'm like, hell with it. I listened to this before. I just off myself. And the lyrics got me thinking straight. And I just got myself help. And now I do this. If you want to listen to a song that's real deep like that, Joe Budden, Only Human. I'll definitely look into that. That shit? Wow. I cannot wait now. I will gladly give that a listen after this is done. I'll let you know what I think. No doubt, bro. Thanks. Of course. And I'll send mine over, too. Because when I first heard that, like I said, I was in a very bad place mentally. And that song crawled me right out of hell. That's why I love... Like, that band, all their songs have such deep meaning. I'm over here thinking to myself, is a songwriter okay? 
because like that's how hard all, all their songs hit. Like their new one, Monsters. That one, me and my friend related to on a very personal level due to some drama we were both dealing with. And yeah. we're over here, like, like they they're, they're up at this band works at well, works at. They're signed under Sharp Tone, so they're more like out there, out there. And I'm over here, like, holy shit. Because when I first heard this stuff, I'm over here thinking to myself, this is what I need to stay alive. And I learned a lot through their music. Hell, I've used it. I've used, I use, I, I can't speak. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I use music to save other people's lives. I prevented about 22 suicides in total just by using music and persuasion. Dude, music does a lot, for real. Yeah. What I do is when I find songs that I truly resonate with or I see have really deep meaning, I will send them over to people who need, who, who need help. And most of the time, it works really well. And I've seen a lot of improvement. So when I, got, when I was able to get into this, dream come true for me. Because not only do I get to listen to more music that can help save lives, I get to talk with the bands who make it. See what her head was when they wrote it, shit like that. Yeah. Like, when I was working with um, Evernor, we were talking about their song, and it was about depression and, and suicidal tendencies. And I'm over here like, see, this is why I live for music. <laughs> Cause it's mostly just it's people venting out their pain and sorrow in a in music that can help people uh, help other people vent out their pain. It's just it gives all the way around, which is a big reason. Oh, that's mostly, bro. You know what I mean? Like music. If you're making if you're making like pointless music, what's the point of making it? Exactly. To me, music has to have meaning. Yeah. That's why. I'll, that's why I stick. That's why I stick with metal a lot. Whenever, no matter what song I listen to in the metal genre, I'm always seeing meaning in each one. Like a band I'm working with soon, they sent me they sent me some of their songs. One song is called Unwanted, and I'm over here like, okay, this sounds good. It's it's like a, it has like a campfire vibe at the beginning of it, then it goes straight into metal, and I'm over here like, wow. The band is called Dead Like Juliet. They're Italian, I believe. But yeah, music that ha music that has really deep symbolism in it is my favorite kind. Because it helps get out any stress you're probably feeling at the time. It helps you think straight, etc. So much benefit. Shit, man. Shit, I learned more about you than anything right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm interviewing you. Oh, my God. We're actually doing that soon. Me and the um, host of Super Cool Radio are going to be interviewing each other on the bands we speak to next week. It's going to be fun. What's Super Cool Radio? What's that? He um he also works with Di Records. He interviews the bands that he gives them. Like we're both okay. we, we both interview groups, and we're gonna be interviewing each other on the groups we've worked with. Coming up, we're doing that pretty soon. I'm excited to get started with that. It'll be fun to interview another interviewer and have them interview me. I think it'll be a joyride. Yeah, that's what's up. It's fun. It's like it, it, now the interviewers are interviewing each other. I think it's gonna be fun and then tomorrow i'm actually working with patrick who is the current owner of brutal business because he yeah, yeah. yeah he and i are he's talking cool about shit. it's gonna be fun that's the, that, that's the boss right there he's cool shit though he is he he dakota and i own are all in a group chat together awesome dude okay yep you know i'd never expected to speak with this many groups like when when they told me to post what they do on their page i expected like one or two responses i didn't expect 10 bands to message me and dakota and then have him introduce me to patrick i'm like this is too much at once i'm trying to process all this information because <laughs> i'm just some kid from connecticut who wanted to do this for fun 
and to give back to music. I never expected it to actually turn into something bigger. And now you're from Connecticut. Yep. Little small town. And actually, Patrick, Dakota, and I are having a little music festival in the works we're planning for after COVID. Like to get artists from both labels and some unsigned artists to come out and do like a little music festival. We're currently planning that right now for when COVID is lifted and done with. I think it'd be fun. I brought the idea up to him. I brought the idea up to them recently because I have always gone to music festivals. Warp Tour Fanatic here. Like I've always gone to those and it's like with when the pandemic ends, everyone's gonna want to go back to festivals. So it'll be a perfect time to start one oh, up. Everywhere. Exactly. I'm thinking, what if we got the artists from Brutal Business and DI and some other unsigned groups to do a festival? And I think that would really help all the groups. Hence why I had so I was doing a lot of thought thinking about that, like a little bit of planning. So I think it'd be fun. Autumn, yeah, autumn shows are gonna be dope. I can't wait to start doing shows. I know. I can't wait to start attending shows again. I miss that. Uh, those were the days. Those were the days. I hate this pandemic so much. All right. Uh, I think I'm. I, I, oh, sorry. What, what were you saying? Oh no. Yeah. I think I should probably wrap things up here because I. Oh, everything I asked was. Well, answered, and I don't know what else to say right now. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, up, I've been up since 2 a.m. <laughs> it's yeah, I've been up all night too, man. Uh, when I have two kittens who are very energetic, it's hard to sleep. Uh, Actually, fun thing about them, I was blasting some metal around them one time, and they started chasing each other like it's the Daytona 500. I'm like, I wish I could have recorded that. Oh, cats are, I got cats too. Cats are crazy. Yeah. 3 a.m., they're gonna. You know, I'm sleeping. I hear one. I hear meow. I look at him. He looks at me. I'm like, let me go to sleep, you little bastard. I love you, but I want to sleep. Right. Uh, they're precious, though. I love them to death. I swear, music and cats, best antidepressants of all time. Yeah. I know, uh, like, uh, music, cats, cocaine. No, I'm joking. Uh, Fucking. Uh, <laughs> uh, Honestly, I like my cats. I like my music. Um, Family Guy. For some reason, Family Guy does it for me. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's a funny show. I don't Plus, fucking miss... Never gonna miss Family. It's never gonna happen. Plus, their episodes are full of dark humor, which I love. Yeah, South Park and Family Guy. I love that they don't care about their humor. I, I love how they don't let cancel culture get to them. I love that. They don't give a fuck. Exactly. They, they don't give a fuck. They give no shits, and I love that. Because cancer culture has become absolute cancer, and I, I can't stand it. I yeah, hate it. Shit. Like, let people just enjoy what they want to enjoy and just call it a day. It's so right. it's so frustrating. But I just, I tend to ignore it. Do my own thing. Just listen to music, enjoy life, and do what I can to make sure I can keep enjoying life. Simple as that. Well, I think I'm gonna wrap it to you, bro. It was amazing talking to you as well. This has been another Nerds Order music interview. Today our guest was Johnny Grimes. Thank you so much for being here, man. You have an awesome evening. Take care. Alright, man. Peace.
my people come first like an alchemist first on dilated people that say I'm too 90s I tell them on the sequel that I meet that chick and she greet me with the see-through I could drop names but y'all probably be sick but let's be honest my Achilles heel is always a bitch she the mother of my son so she gotta be respected but I'd be lying if I said I ain't regret shit that's the fault of a king and y'all ain't dropping my name cause y'all know I'm too fly we are not the same this is Jonathan Grimes another Lines. You won't hear a auto disc coming from mine Nah, I don't give niggas fame when I know I'm better I'm a vet in this shit, but the boy is mad clever Declining record sales, fake beef make it better Well, I guess that's where we at Welcome to the kingdom, you can pin it on the mat You can catch me on the ad, politicking in a trap You can catch me on the block, Nino Brown with the Mac But what you expect, that's how fraudulent niggas act So, now welcome to the kingdom God bless the king like, king like, king like, king like.